Tonight we're going to go to the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 12, or 22, I'm sorry, Revelation chapter 22. Of course, we are in graduation season right now, and um, we're at the graduation this afternoon, and I know I was looking in the program, you guys had, saw you had an awards banquet the other night. And uh, during this time, uh, during this time of year, there was a lot of focus on, you know, awards and things. And you know, I've been to a lot of graduations. I've been a part, you know, of a graduation before. Believe it or not, I graduated from high school uh, a long time ago. It's been it's been a really long time ago. And uh, I remember it was, it, you know, when I was in school, it seemed like that day where I was not in school anymore would just never come. It seemed like something that was so far off into the distant future. I just I couldn't imagine life not being in school, and um, it was weird. I remember because my youngest sister she graduated from kindergarten when I graduated from high school, and I remember when she graduated from or when I, uh, when she graduated from high school, I was like, man, it's been that long since I've been out of school. It's been a long time, but I was there, and I, I remember I remember what it was like. And this passage that we're going to read to you. Uh, there, I think it's kind of a reminder, or graduations are a reminder of something that we're going to experience in the future. And I want to show you some, we're going to look at some things from the Word of God, and we're going to talk about some things that are going through the minds of people, maybe during graduations, that I think is very similar to what it's going, uh, going to be going through our minds on Judgment Day. I mean, you don't really, you know, graduations are pretty exciting, but really, I think at a graduation service or at an awards banquet, we kind of get a little glimpse of Judgment Day. Not all of Judgment Day is going to be bad. A lot of it's probably you know not going to be very good, but some of it is going to be good. Some of it's going to be exciting. And so, in Revelation chapter twenty-two, we'll read verse seven. It says, "Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book." And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard them and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I want you to picture right now, he says, on that part where he says, he that is unjust, let him be unjust. He's not saying, if you're unjust today, folks, that you need to continue being that way. What he's saying is, when the Lord comes, you're not going to have time to clean up your act because He's going to come quickly. It's going to happen fast. When that day comes, if you're unjust, if you're backslidden, if you're not living for God, and when He when that when that return happens, that's what you're going to be. If you're doing right, if you're living for God, if you're on fire for the Lord, if you're saved, that's what it's going to be on Judgment Day. It's going to happen quickly. And really, I think maybe a good way to illustrate this, you know, today at that graduation, we're sitting there looking down there, and there was how many did you say there were a hundred and hundred and twenty four down there, uh, getting ready to receive their diplomas. One hundred twenty four. 
At that point, when they're all down there in their cap and gown, it's already determined whether or not they're going to get their diploma. It was already determined who the valedictorian was going to be. That stuff had already been decided, already been figured out. And at that point, it was too late for them to try to achieve anything else. Those who were sitting there, if all of a sudden they might have gotten the desire to be the valedictorian, but it was too late for that. That's already passed. When you had your awards banquet and they're giving out the awards for things, when you were there, it was already decided who was going to get them. Whether it was, you know, to be, you know, whether it was one for being an athlete or one for being in the band or whatever it was, whoever was sitting there couldn't decide all of a sudden, you know what, I would like to get one for football. If he hadn't been playing football all year, he wasn't going to get anything at that awards banquet. It was too late. And when we stand before God, it's going to be too late to aspire to do these great things for God. Now was our chance to do it. Now was the time that we have to be thinking of it. In this passage that we read, it can be very exciting and it can be terrifying. If you're not living for God, if you're not right with God, if you're not following His will, boy, the thought of the return of Christ can be very scary. It's not something that you're going to enjoy. You know, With graduations, you know when they're going to be. You know, you know when they're going to happen, and for those who are prepared, for those who have been working hard, and they know uh, they've been doing what they're supposed to do, they're excited about those things. I would hate, uh, you know, I've I've seen it with students before. I remember when I was teaching, where it was like they couldn't be excited about graduation day because they didn't know if they were going to make it. They were way behind on their work, and so it's like on those last months. I mean, they're just cramming, and they're I mean, they're working hard and trying to catch up to make sure they get to that point. And they couldn't even get excited about it because they didn't know if they were going to make it. And I was I was kind of mean, you know. My philosophy was, you know, you don't get the work done, you don't get the diploma. And I know that sounds kind of cruel, but uh, you know, that's that's the way we did it. And it was they couldn't enjoy it like the ones who were working hard. And really, the coming of Christ is something that we ought to be excited about. It ought to be something that we're looking for. But if we're not doing what we're supposed to do, uh, that's not going to be the case. But we're reminded in this passage we're not going to have time to get things right when the Lord comes. Now's the time to do that. And there's going to be a lot of feelings and emotions that I believe are going to come over people on Judgment Day. Many of those probably came over people today while they were at their graduations or in the past weeks as folks have been graduating and going to awards banquets and things. Some of the things that people have been feeling, I believe that they are going to, that we are all going to feel on Judgment Day. And one of the things I imagine a lot of the students feel during that time is I imagine a lot of people say, you know, I wish I would have gotten more involved. As a, you know, there's always that one person that you hate in the school that just seems to get awards for everything. I mean, they're just involved in everything. They do good at everything. Everybody hates those ones. But you know what? They're they get involved. They're working hard. They just they're doing everything. And you see them getting those things, and it's like, man, I kind of wish I would have done that. You see the reward that comes from it. Have you ever, maybe you've done that before with? Uh, Maybe there was a job or maybe an investment. I mean, all of us, if we could go back, there's certain investments we would be making. Man, I wish I'd have gotten involved in that. I wish I would have been a part of that. If I'd have, if I'd have gotten involved in that, I'd be a millionaire today. But you didn't. You didn't know. And I believe someday when we're there in heaven and we're seeing 
uh, people being judged and we're seeing the rewards God's giving out. There's going to be a lot of things we're going to look at and say, you know, I wish I'd have gotten involved in that. I wish I'd have gotten a little more involved in my church. I mean, when we see how much or how big of a deal God makes about some of the small things, you know, of the little things that people did that maybe nobody else noticed, but boy, God was paying attention. And we see the way God rewards those people. I guarantee there's going to be a lot of people saying, you know, I wish I would have paid a little bit of attention to those kids. I wish I'd have taught a Sunday school class. I wish I would have just, you know, helped, you know, clean up, scrub toilets in the house of God. Those kind of things, God pays attention to that. And many are going to be, when they see the rewards that come from that, they're going to be kicking themselves, saying, I wish I'd have done that. I wish I would have gotten involved. I could have done that. That wasn't that hard. If we only knew, that's why we've just got to have faith and just trust God and do what He says to do. Many miss some of the greatest joys because they didn't want to be involved in the battle. Some things are challenging. Some things aren't fun at times. Some things that people do uh, bring a lot of heartache. You know, if you try to do something for God, if you try to if you try to do something for for others, if you try to do something in your community, there's going to be some challenges that are going to come up. There's going to be people that are going to criticize what you do and that are going to put down your efforts. And sometimes people they they hate that criticism and they just say, you know, I just I really don't care anymore. I don't want to get involved, and they miss out on some of the great joys. There, uh, there's going to be many people, many students thinking, I wish I'd have gotten more involved. There's a lot of people that are there maybe sitting in the audience saying, you know, I wish I could still be involved. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. And listen, this is something too. I'm throwing a lot. I'm going to throw a lot of things at you, but this really is one of these messages that if it's going to do anything for you, you have to really, you got to really think. Okay, and I know, especially those of you that are just getting out of school, the last thing you're going to want to do this week is think. You've been thinking all year, and it's summer break. You're supposed to be able to just you know let your mind wander and go brain dead. But hey, just. One more day, alright? One more day. We want you to think, alright? Summer vacation starts tomorrow, alright? Memorial Day. You need to think about this because this stuff we're talking about, it's completely real. Okay? The truth is, when it comes to these big investments, alright? If you could have invested in Apple or something back in the old days, or Microsoft, yes, you would be a millionaire today, but really, how would you have known, alright? You know, you wouldn't have known. I'm sure there's something right now. There's if you invested in it, you'd be a millionaire in a couple of years. But there's just no way of knowing. It's a gamble. That is not the case with the things in the Word of God. God has told us that these the rewards are going to be great. God's told us what's going to happen. It's just we've got to have enough faith to believe it. So keep this in mind because it's it's this stuff is totally real. If, uh, but in Hebrews twelve one it says, "Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us." A great cloud of witnesses. Many believe I, I believe that that cloud of witnesses talking about those that have already gone on. Those who are in heaven, they're not here. They can't participate 
in the race anymore. They've already ran their race. They did it. They did it at one time. They served God, but their life is over. They can't do it anymore. And you know what? There's, I guarantee there's not one person in heaven that's there today. They've seen, they've met Jesus Christ. They've seen the pearly gates. They've seen their mansion. I guarantee there's not one person there that doesn't look back. And when they see what God has given them, wish that they would have done more. Everybody's going to feel that way. Alright, we know that. They're watching us today, and I guarantee you, just seeing the things that are holding us down, they see those weights and sins that we look at these, we look at these weights as such important parts of our lives, and it's so hard for us to give them up. And they're looking at that thing and how foolish. How foolish. I mean, we're like a person who's drowning, maybe they're drowning trying to hang on to a bag of gold. Alright, that bag of gold, boy, that sure seems valuable, but compared to your life, it's nothing. It's not worth drowning over. All you gotta do is let it go and you'll be able to swim to the top. They see us hanging on to these things on earth that we feel like they're gold, we feel like they're valuable, and they're just, I can just see them up in heaven just cheering, saying, just let go of it. Let go, you're gonna be alright. It's not worth it. There's something so much better ahead of you. Do not, you know, give up on God to hang on to some weight. Don't run a bad race because you wanted to hang on to a weight. They see us getting tired. They see us getting weary. You're going to get weary. You're going to get tired. They're going to be, I mean, just cheering you on. Hey, don't give up. It's worth it. The pain is worth it. The suffering is worth it. And I guarantee every one of them are wishing. I wish I was down there running right now. I mean, all of us. I mean, now when I was when I was in school. Uh, we were real small then. We never had a basketball team or anything that I got to participate in. But you know what? Later when the school had a basketball team and stuff, I mean, all the time when I would watch them guys playing, I was like, I wish I was out there. I can't believe they're letting this team beat them. You know, I mean, man, if they would just do this, they could beat this team. If they'd just do that, and I'm wanting to get out there. But you know what? It's too late for me. My time, my time has passed. My time has come and gone. I can't do it. Anymore, there's there's things that you know when it comes to school. I wish I'd have studied a lot harder. I wish I would have gotten more involved in certain things. I can't do that now. That time has passed. I can't do that. And as parents, we've probably all been there before. That's why you cheer your kids on so hard because you think you you know about the regrets that you had. You understand that it is worth it, and so you cheer them on. And in heaven today, there are people that are watching us. And they're, they, I know they're up there saying, you know, just keep on going. It's worth it. That pain you're going through, it's nothing. I mean, we do that when we're watching people out there in a ball game. We're watching a football game and some guy just gets smashed. Get up! You're not hurt! It's alright, you can do this! Well, it's easy for us to say we're not out there. But you know, the, uh, and, and heaven, I can see them doing that. But the thing is, they know that it is worth it. They know what we're going through. They've been through it. They were there at one time and they wish they could still be involved. They wish they could go and preach the Gospel one more time. They wish they could go and give somebody the plan of salvation one more time. Lead one more person to Christ. And they've just got to be screaming and got to be frustrated when we are not doing it. Have you ever been at a game before? I've been at the basketball games before where it's like the team just gave up. I mean, they just quit. And the, the girls' volleyball team that they had, there were some games out there. I remember 
you know, girls sometimes get a little emotional, and they're getting beat, and then they just you can just see it in their faces. You're giving up. Come on, it's not over yet. Get out there and fight. You're screaming at them. I remember our basketball team. The first time they made it to the championship. First time. We finally got there. And we were so excited, man. And the team that they were going to play, we knew they were better than us, but thought, you know, we're going to, we're going to make this. Because on, on all the movies, the underdog always wins. The underdog always comes through. And we're going to win from sheer school spirit. And we're going to go. We're going to cheer them on to victory. And it's going to be great. And it's going to be a shocker. And they'll, pretty soon they'll be making a movie about this because we're going to finally win. And man, they went out there. Boy, we, I mean, we were stoked. We, we were excited and we're fired up. Make a long story short, before the end of the second half, it was 40 to nothing. 40 to nothing. Oh, it, it was the most embarrassing thing. I, I, I wasn't out there playing, but I wanted to leave. I, I, I just wanted to walk out of there, and our crowd was quiet, and those boys were out there, and they were just, you could just see defeat all over their faces. It was absolutely horrible. I mean, I'm getting mad. I mean, if I did, if I wasn't going bald and I didn't look as old as I did, I'd probably put on a uniform and acted like I was a high schooler and went out there and played. I mean, it was ridiculous. And boy, I remember how I felt watching that. I remember I was videoing it too, and I always would video the games, and I'd always get real excited and do all kinds of commentating. I was like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. This is ridiculous. And uh, somebody posted that defeat on YouTube too, which uh, the guys weren't real excited about. It was it was uh, pretty pretty devastating for them, and you know I wonder sometimes if folks aren't up in heaven watching me, and they're embarrassed, thinking, "Man, what are you doing? You can do better than this. Don't give up. Keep on going." And they're they're wishing they could come down and take my place and get involved. Because you know what we're doing, we're doing by faith, but it's not faith with them anymore. Like in the song we sang this morning, it is well with my soul, and Lord haste the day when my faith shall be sight. It is sight for them. They see how it is, and we need to, if we would just trust what the Word of God says, it would help us and just try to keep that in our mind that there are people watching us. That we are going to be rewarded for what we do. I mean, God's God's going to bless us. Just try, even if you get defeated, you know, we didn't really expect to win that game, but we just wanted to see them go out there and play a good game, and that is not what happened at all. And you know, we we would have been proud of a, just a, a good defeat. You know, sometimes we get we get knocked down, we're going to get defeated, but I'm you know, there's been a lot of games like that where they went out there and they played a good game, but they just they got beat. The other team was better than them, and uh, you know that's that's what all God wants from us. He wants us to be out there trying. We're not going to win everything, okay? Life is not, you know, life is not all Disney, okay? Where everything ends good. Sometimes things end bad, and I know there's many in those times. They look back and they're they're looking and they're watching, thinking, you know, I wish I'd have tried harder. I imagine today there was some that thought, man, I wish I would have, I wish I'd have tried a little harder. Maybe there was some today present at the gym that should have been there with everybody else receiving their diploma. But maybe they gave up. I know I know somebody who dropped out of school one time a month before finishing. A month. Why would you do that? 
Why would you quit when you're that close? I mean, it was it was sad to see that, but it happens. One of the greatest rewards that comes at an event like this it's it's not the trophies or the plaques, but they come from the some one of the greatest rewards comes from those who are over us. Now you think about that, you know, like I know for Samuel and Daniel today. I mean, you were excited. Uh, you proud of yourself. You're proud of your accomplishments. But you know, one of the things that's most exciting about those things, whenever you do accomplish something, whenever you do overcome something, one of the greatest rewards that you get it comes from some of the people that are there. I know your mom and dad, they were proud of you. I mean, they, they wouldn't have missed it for the world. They could have been sick and throwing up and they're going to they're gonna be there throwing up on everybody else. To watch your kid go up there and grab that diploma. Because they're proud of what you've accomplished. And there's nothing like being able to look at others and say, or look at those people in your lives and know that you've pleased them. And to know that, and especially to know that you've pleased God. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what everything's gonna be like on Judgment Day, but, you know, I wonder what God, how God is gonna look at me when I stand there on Judgment Day. I hope I hope I can I hope it's going to be a look of pride, a look a pleased look. We've all been there before where you've been looking at your parents and they're they don't look pleased. Maybe they've looked angry. Maybe they've just looked disappointed. And they, and you see that and it and it hurts. Man. And we've all been there before. And the truth is on judgment day, your parents they're going to be watching. They're going to be paying attention to what's going on. I mean, my proudest moments, I believe, you know, my, my kids, they're all young, but you know, uh, already some of my proudest moments have been seeing my kids accomplish things. I mean, it's one thing for me, you know, I, I haven't accomplished a whole lot, but, you know, when, when you see your kids do something good, that's exciting. And I mean, what, and I know something I want to see more than anything is with, with my kids on Judgment Day. I'm going to be paying attention to other people when they go and they stand before God. But you know what? When my kid goes up there, when I hear their name announced, I'm really going to be paying attention. And to, if God is pleased with them, I'm telling you right now, I, so I don't know exactly how our emotions and everything is going to be in heaven. But I mean, there's, there's going to be one dad that's really excited. It's going to be one dad that's thrilled to death to see that. And I know the same thing is going to apply for my parents. You know, one of the things that helped keep me straight growing up is just the thought of disappointing my parents. I mean, if I would even think about doing something wrong, the thought of what it would do to my mom alone just kind of kept me from even thinking about doing that. Because the thought of disappointing them, the thought of uh, making them ashamed, it, it was too much. And boy, it's but it's exciting when you do something and you know you know they're pleased, you know they're proud. It's it's a, it's a wonderful feeling. A good friend of mine, Paul Robinson, uh, he pastors over in Ottawa. I remember when he first surrendered to preach, his first message that he preached, he preached it at his dad's church in Arkansas, and. For some reason, I was able to be there. We were going to Arkansas for something. I was able to go. 
and be at his dad's church and be at that service. And I remember his dad got up there uh, to announce his son to come preach, and he just got up there and he said, said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Kind of got choked up a little bit. And man, I saw that and I thought, man, that's, that is great. I love, I love seeing when parents are proud of their kids. I, I, that is exactly the way it's supposed to happen. It's supposed to be. That's exactly the way it's supposed to happen. I mean, one of my favorite things is to watch that father's buttons almost pop off his shirt when he sees his child do something good. I, I think that's a great thing. But one of the saddest things is to see the opposite. Uh, you know, I can't imagine you know, how I would feel if I get a knock on the door or I get a phone call. Hey, Dad, I need you to come bail me out. What? <laughs> Why? You know, yeah, I mean, that, that'd be a horrible feeling to have to go make that trip over the police station and it'd be very humbling. Uh, I, I can't imagine if, if my dad had to come and get me out of a mess like that. I've been pretty embarrassed before. I told the story about how I accidentally I didn't get the tractor and park at Camp Joy and it ran down a hill and smoked a guy's van. The only reason I did not go home, I was so embarrassed after that happened. The only reason I did not call it quits and go home is because I would have had to explain to my family why I came home. And I didn't want them to know. And I didn't tell them about it. I thought, you know what, all i got to do is survive nine more weeks here. And then my parents aren't going to know about it. And I remember I went back home. I didn't tell them about it <laughs> for, for a long time. And uh, I finally did. I, it took me some time to get over it. But this is kind of another lesson here about your sins will find you out. I, w- I did go home to visit that weekend for church. And one of the guys in the church came up to me. He said, heard you had a bad week at camp. I said, what? I was like, what are you talking about? He said, I heard about a tractor. I was like, how did you find out about that? I hadn't told anybody. But his dad was on the board at the camp and happened to be talking to the director. And he mentioned, I told him, I said, I haven't told anybody about that story, and I'm not. I was like, I'm going to eventually, but not until I'm ready. And he he did all right. He kept he kept his mouth shut about it. And I remember my parents say all about you know about killed me when they, when I finally did. I can't believe you didn't tell us about that. I was embarrassed, and I knew they would be embarrassed because that was just stupid. And I didn't I didn't feel like you know telling them that you know their son was uh, was an idiot and <laughs> he messed up bad. And so, but hey, we've all been there before, I'm sure. Maybe I'm the only one that we've made our parents ashamed, we've embarrassed ourselves. And it is, it's one thing to embarrass yourself, but it's another thing to embarrass your whole family. It's it's a completely different thing. But another, you know, all like at the sports banquets and things that I've been to, another one that I know that the individuals think about during those times are their coaches. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17. It says, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. Whenever there's awards that are given out to, especially in the area of sports and things or uh, people 
you know, the coaches are also another one. Some of the most proud people. Says, hey, I'm, I'm the one that taught that person. I'm the one that trains that person. That coach, a lot of times, they're the ones screaming in your face. They're the one yelling at you. They're the one getting all over you. They're the ones just, I mean, always pushing you. Sometimes they seem like the enemy. But they're trying to get you to where you can accomplish something. And just that simple look of approval that comes from their face when you succeed from doing what He told you to do. Hey, I taught him that. I was one that showed him how to do that. Um, I remember when uh, uh, Janelle Kane was here uh, with the Grace Baptist tour group. She was playing the piano. I mean, she's just a wonderful piano player now. I mean, she can just do all kinds of wonderful things. And my wife was the one that taught her. And I, I believe it was that night I was talking. And I was like, you know, I. It was because of me that she's able to play the piano like that. You know, and I, I got these funny looks. And I was like, I could have told my wife she couldn't teach her. And so I kind of I kind of use that as an opportunity to take credit for it, and uh, I'm pretty good at finding a way to take credit for things that uh, I I don't deserve any credit for. You know, for example, uh, you know some of the politicians and things that are out there, you know, that have been successful that I've seen in person. Well, I could have ran them over with my car or something, and then they wouldn't have been able to do anything. Or uh, some of the athletes, I could have went and you know, kick their, you know, pull a Nancy Kerrigan on them or something and messed up their careers, and I didn't. So I take credit for their success. I know that's really stretching it, but sometimes that's what you have to do if you want to pat yourself on the back. <laughs> but, uh, but, but the coaches, though, they're, they're proud of you. They're excited about the things you do. And boy, it, all of a sudden, sometimes that one that you wanted to kill, maybe he's making you run them killers and he's making you run all these laps and you just feel like you're about to die. They're the ones that you love the most when you're receiving the rewards. Those coaches that the guys are probably wanting, you know, they're plotting his destruction sometimes and how they can just kill him. Whenever they finally do win the championship, they're the one that, that he's the one that they're thanking. Uh, the boys in the graduation last week at my dad's church, many of them, they mentioned their coaches uh, in their speeches and just thanking them for all they did. Well, what did they do? They screamed at him most of the time. They call them names and things, and you know, call them girls and stuff. They're not politically correct over there, and they're they're mean to them, and that's fine. But I remember some of the boys they they mentioned me in some of their speeches, and I remember you know just how much I meant to them. And I remember telling my wife, I'm like, I was mean to them. <laughs> I was like, I, I I was pretty I was pretty rough on them guys, but I think it helped them, and they and now they look back and they appreciate it. And uh, in that passage, it says, Obey them that have the rule over you. Submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls. We have people that they're watching for your souls, that care about you. You know, Your parents care about you. Your teachers in your school. I guarantee you they were excited seeing some of them go across that stage and get that diploma. Maybe some of those kids that really struggled and had a hard time that they had to put a little extra work in. When they see them go and get that diploma, they're excited about that because they had a part in it. And I know myself as a pastor, I'm looking forward to that day when you all are there on Judgment Day. And I hope it's it's my desire. I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be thrilled if I see Jesus Christ look at you and He's pleased with what you've done. And He's he's given you rewards for the things that you did in His service. And just to think that I may have had a small part in that. Maybe just by 
maybe being an encouragement, maybe just by something that I shared from the Word of God that helped and that motivated, that's going to excite me. In fact, that's one of my goals. I want to see. I don't know. Many believe that the pastors are going to give an account for their people. I don't know for sure how it's going to work, but the Bible says that they, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable, not for them, for you. If you know, if you do something for God, I mean that's profitable for you. If you don't do something for God, well, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to keep on serving God. I'm going to keep on doing my best. But it's going to it brings me joy when you do right. It bring it, it pleases me, and I, I I hope that day comes where I can look and say, Lord, this person they boy they did their best. Man, they were a blessing. They were faithful. They were they were a, they were a help to me, Lord. They were an encouragement to me. That's what I want to tell people. There's been times where I've had people want my recommendation for things, and I'm thinking, oh boy. And I've had people ask me to fill out recommendations to Bible colleges for them. I'm like, I really don't want to. Because I don't want to be mean to anybody, but I also want to be honest. And me being honest might not help this person. Maybe they've, folks, hey, can I use you for a job reference? Yes. <laughs> but, man, I'm going to have to be honest. I'm going to have to be honest. Just recently, somebody called about that. Nobody from around here. I was like, alright, I'll, you know, if you want to use me for, but I'm going to tell people the truth. And I wish I could give glowing reports for these people. I wish I could tell them like, hey, boy, you definitely want these people. They're great, but I've got to be honest. Like, I wouldn't hire them for anything. <laughs> I wouldn't trust them for five seconds. And I I hate to be mean, but sometimes you have to be honest. And when we're standing before God, we're going to have to be honest. I mean, I can't imagine having to go and testify, maybe in court, for somebody. uh, And hey, boy, you're there. You're under oath. And to think that, man, what I have to say might get this person in trouble. I mean, listen, you, you care about those people. You don't want to see them go to jail, but you have to tell the truth. And it would be a whole lot better for me if I could go and say, listen, I know this person. There's no way that they did that. There's, there's no way. You know, I was there and I could testify on their behalf and say, hey, this person was with me at the time this happened. I know that they didn't do it. I know that this person is innocent. I would get a lot more joy out of that just as you would. And your, your coach and the way he coaches you in a game and in practices... I think it's a good representation of sometimes the pastor throughout your life. You know, the pastor, he tries to prepare you for different battles that he knows you're going to face. I mean, it's it's clear. I mean, the battles that we face, they're not that unique. We feel like they're unique sometimes. But, you know, the devil, I've talked about this morning in Sunday school, we're not ignorant of his devices. We know how he works. We know what he's what he's going to be planning on doing. We know the temptations that he's going to throw your way, and so you, we try to prepare you. The coaches, they know, hey, listen, you're going to get tired. 
during some of your games, you're going to get wore out. So you know you need to get in better shape. You need to start running. You need to start working out so you'll have the endurance to get through it. Hey, it's going to be, you're going to get weary. You're going to get tired trying to serve the Lord. And so you need to make sure you build yourself up spiritually so you can have the endurance to run this spiritual race. Around. You need to get in your Bible. You need to study God's Word. You need, to, you need to be praying every day. You need to get as close as you can to God. You need to stay faithful to the house of God. These things are going to prepare you for some difficult battles. Because there's going to be some challenges. The coach knows there's going to be teams that they're going to face that are bigger than them, that are stronger than them, that are even better than them. And they want to prepare you. And listen, that devil, he's he's tough. Listen, I know that God's a lot more powerful than the devil. I know that. But you know what? I also know that sometimes I don't always stay on the right side. Sometimes I give the devil opportunities. It's not that I don't trust God, it's that I don't trust myself. And there's boy, there's there's gonna be there's gonna be some battles. The devil, he's powerful. I'm not one of these that go around, you know, mocking the devil. I heard a pastor, uh, Brother Jack Parchman said he was at a church one time and he went there and uh, it wasn't what he was expecting. He said somebody got to sing a special and they sang a some they sang a song called The Devil's in the Phone Booth Dialing Nine One One. And it was it was one of these songs they're making fun of the devil. He's running scared. I don't, I'm not one of these guys that's going to go around taunting the devil. Okay, I know he's a lot more powerful than I am, so I make sure I stay close to Christ. I make sure I stay by him because with Christ, I I can defeat him. By myself, I'm in big trouble. And we need to prepare people for that to stay close to God. He's the one that's going to make the difference. And your coach. Just like your pastor, just like the coach, when you do wrong, sometimes maybe screams at you from the pulpit. Just like the coach from the sidelines. You ever see the coaches sometimes? Some of the coaches that I know that are out there, I mean, these guys, when they are coaching, they're mean. I mean, they scream until they are hoarse and they can hardly make any more noise. I mean, they turn all red. They get mad and they get fired up. I know one in particular. This guy, man, he is mean when he coaches. Two of them. I'm thinking of two right now. One of them, a good friend of mine. But well, you go talk to these guys after the game. They are just as nice as all get out. Some of the nicest people you ever meet. I know some preachers that are like that. Man, I mean, Brother Phil Kidd, I, I, I like hearing him preach. Boy, he's mean. I mean, you listen to that guy preach, and you're just like, whoa. I mean, what's wrong with this guy? I mean, he just... I mean, and, you know, it's funny. He'll give his introduction. He'll be talking real nice and everything. But boy, as soon as... He, as soon as he starts preaching, I mean, he'll be real friendly. But you know, thank you, church, for having me. You're just wonderful people. I've enjoyed you so much. Let's turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter twelve. Wherefore, sing? I mean, and he just goes all. I mean, just goes crazy. I mean, just mean. I remember the first. I heard him preach on tape before, and I was going to get to hear him preach in person for the first time. I'm like, man, I was kind of, I was a little nervous. And boy, he got up there, and before he's preaching, he's standing up there and he's jumping around. And he's Punch like he's getting ready for a boxing match, and he got up there, man, and he just tore it up. I mean, he was just, he was mean to everybody. And I remember afterwards, you know, I worked up the courage to go back to his tape table and you know look at his CDs and things that he was selling. And man, he was he is a nice guy. I mean, just as friendly as all get out. And I'm like, were you the same guy that was up there on the pulpit screaming at me? <laughs> I mean, he was a nice guy. I couldn't believe it. I, I was I was totally shocked by that. And you know what? Some of the meanest preachers I know, they are some of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. 
You know what? It's like preaching time. That's coaching time. It's time. It's, it's time for screaming right now. It's time. It's time for yelling. And you know what, man? Them coaches too. While they're, I mean, they're screaming. Them kids, man. Sometimes they grab and get rough. They sit on that bench. But boy, they they love those kids. They care about them. They're they're just they're trying to help them. They're trying to light a fire on them. Trying to get them fired up. Trying to get them to care about what they're doing. And man, that's what I want to do. I want I want to. You know, motivate. Listen, all this positive motivation stuff doesn't always work, especially with boys. Good try, boys. Keep just keep on going. Just do your best. That doesn't work for boys very good. I mean, girls. Uh, my dad, he gets. You know, it's funny when he when he coaches the girls. He does a lot of yelling sometimes and gets them all emotional. And uh, you know, there's a debate. You know, going there on whether that's necessary, the best way to handle it with girls. I, I, I don't know. I personally think it's kind of funny to watch, but uh, you know, sometimes though we need we need to get yelled at. We need somebody to just get us fired up. I hate watching people play in a game, and they're just out there. And you can tell they just they don't care to be there. You can tell they don't want to be out there. It's like they're playing. They play sports because their mom and dad make them. It's like get off the field and get somebody out there that wants to play. I don't want to see it. You know, I mean, I appreciate people coming to church. Alright, you know, it encourages my heart. But you know what? Sometimes there's people out there and you can tell them. It's like, man, they'd rather not be here. And, you know, it's a little more difficult. But it's exciting when you see people that are out there and you can tell they're ready to hear something from the Word of God. They're ready to hear the preaching. And that gets me fired up. That gets me excited. It motivates me. But when you do right, there's nobody that cheers louder for you than your pastor, except probably mom and dad. Kids, I mean, mom and dad, you just you can't. Uh, you know, they're they're always going to be your biggest fans. They're always going to be your biggest cheering section. But you know, most of the time, especially with sports, all right, when it comes to sports, you're probably going to get a more accurate evaluation about yourself from your coach than your parents. Have you ever seen a kid out there playing sports and they just they stink? They're pathetic. But mom and dad, you're doing wonderful, son. You're all oh, you're doing such a great job. I mean, you airballed that free throw by about four feet, but man, I'm so proud of you. And after the game, boy, that kid he'll just go out there and just do terrible. And he'll go walk up to mom and dad, kind of this proud look on his face, and mom and dad, give him a big hug. We're so proud of you. I know you scored the winning shot for the other team, but boy, we're we're thrilled to death for you. And you know what? That's okay for parents to be that way with their kids, especially little kids and stuff. That's okay. But the coach, he's probably going to be a little different. And you know, and same thing too, maybe with, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, the pastor, they get real honest. And they just kind of lay it all out there. And it's not always what you want to hear, but sometimes it's what we need to hear. And we, sometimes we need to get, Worked over a little bit. We need the truth told. But lastly, the award ceremonies, they usually mean the end of something. It's a great feeling to finish something and to finish strong. However, for all of us here today, and especially, you know, Samuel, uh, graduated day, big accomplishment, but you know what? The biggest challenges are yet to come. The biggest challenges are yet to come. And you know what? You don't have to let that discourage you because. The truth is, the greater the challenge, the greater the victory. And the greater the victory, the greater the reward. You know, as as Christians, we should not 
try to avoid challenges. We ought to overcome them. That's what we as Christians do. We're supposed to be overcomers. We overcome, we overcome things. And that's what, that's what God wants from us. And there are, boy, there's, there's some big challenges out there. I mean, it, it's not, I mean, tell you, school's tough. That's a big challenge. You overcame that. Uh, it's definitely, uh, if you can't overcome that, you're probably not going to overcome some of the other things. But you know, I mean, you're planning on going to the Navy. That's not going to be easy. That's going to be, that's going to be a challenge. But you know what? Uh, the rewards are going to be greater. You get married. That's going to be a challenge. Hey, but the rewards are great. You have kids. And they're a challenge. But hey, you know what? It's all worth it. And honestly, there's not, there's not one time, I mean, I've, I've lived a happy life. I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for, I don't look back at my life and think, oh man, you know, I hated that time of my life. I've, but I've pretty much enjoyed my whole life, but there's not one time in my life I want to go back to. I don't want to go, you know, my dad used to always say, you know, the easiest time of your life is that time when you're in school. I mean, all your bills are paid for, all your meals are taken care of. All you have to do is go to school and learn. That's your only responsibility. Well, that sounds easy enough, but you know what? I don't want to go back to that. I, you know, I don't want to go back to living at home. I like having my own family. I like having my own house. I like having my own kids. I'm, enjo- I'm enjoying where I'm at right now. I mean, there's, uh, I'm, when I was, obviously being a pastor has been a bigger challenge than being an assistant pastor. There's a lot of things that if I wanted to, I could probably do a little bit of complaining. Maybe make somebody feel sorry for me. But honestly, I can't think, I, I don't want to go back. I'm thrilled to be doing what I'm doing. I can't, I, as happy as I was doing what I was doing there, I don't want to go back to it. I'm happy with where I'm at right now. The challenge has been greater, but the rewards have been greater too. It, it only gets better. And, the, you know, today, said it wasn't the end of something for the graduates, it was the beginning of something. And every day we are, Facing new things and new challenges, and they're just going to keep coming. They're going to keep getting harder. But if we stay faithful, if we keep on going for Christ, the rewards are going to become greater and greater, and we're going to be happier for them. So that let's all stand together with our heads bowed, eyes closed.